0: All right, well, I I guess I'll start with uh, apologizing to everybody. Uh, we have always come out, I believe, since day one, episode one on Thursday mornings. And uh, due to everybody traveling and uh, different schedules, for me, it was an unexpected uh, work event that I had to go to. Uh, we just didn't have the ability to get this episode recorded and put out uh, as scheduled, so we're a few days late. Yeah, we can chalk it up to technical difficulties. Yeah, that seems to be uh, that seems to be the thing. Yeah, no. So uh, yeah, it, it is what it is. It happens every once in a while. And if uh you if you're not on Instagram, uh, I we are uh, at Pandemic Guitar on Instagram. And uh, if something comes up, we miss something or whatever. Uh, jump out there and check because uh, I did post out or post a little message there that said hey uh ran into some issues with scheduling uh we'll be out in a few days and then we'll get back to the uh, normal schedule hopefully anyway yep
1: well hopefully we can get on the schedule
0: again yeah well should we get this show going yes all right i'm gonna play that beautiful intro music Welcome back to another episode of the Pandemic Guitar Podcast. I'm one of your hosts. I am Tim. I don't know how to keep track of time, and I'm always using microphone number one. On microphone number two, the musician that you know as Rick, my dad. Hello, everybody. Hello here. And unfortunately, uh, mic number three is radio silent today. uh, With everybody's schedule and everything like that, Uh, and my fault apparently we were supposed to get together at five. Yes. And for whatever reason, I had 6 p.m. on the brain. So about a quarter to six, I sit down, I'm logged in, and I'm waiting a few minutes after six. I'm like, uh, I'm assuming since I put one time down and it's an hour later, you, you're not, nobody's going to show up.
1: <laughs> yep, that's exactly what happened. I, I, I mean, can't believe uh, you
0: didn't reach out to me.
1: Well, I was going to, and then I'm like, uh, well, you're probably sleeping or something like that. I, you had a, <laughs> yeah. I know the night prior you had a long night, and I, yeah. you know, so uh, I was just thinking that, uh, hey, you're still asleep, and you'll wake up sooner or later and realize you missed it or something like that. And, <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: yeah, no, I really did want to sleep the entire day today, uh, but I knew that if I did even take a nap, I knew that I would not sleep tonight. And I do have to go back to work in the morning, so. I do too. Yeah, you'll have that. Uh, what's new?
1: Oh, a lot of things, I guess. But just, <laughs> I guess guitar. Yeah, I guess guitar related. Uh, what uh, uh, I really like those new strings that I got. Uh, they, uh, I, you know, I did the ultimate uh, test with them. I went out and I took a, I took my old one of my older Les Pauls studio, mm-hmm. and uh, I figured, well, oh, this thing goes with the di- Diarios I use and the Ernie Ball Super Slinkies that I use on it uh, in the past, it goes out of tune all the time. And I shouldn't say all the time. Once it, once I got it set up, it's, it's okay. But, you know, even when I, I do a lot of string bending and the strings would just go out of tune all the time. And uh, then when I put these strings on there, I think I had to slightly adjust it about three times and they haven't been out of tune since.
0: Well, that's good. So those are uh, SIT strings, S-I-T. Yep. Uh, yes. SIT. Which ones exactly? Because I, I went to the website and I took a look and I think their website could do a little bit better job of kind of like breaking down what you're trying to find. Yep. So I, I agree. Yeah. So I, which ones did you get? Because I think if you like them, I'm probably going to try a set myself. Uh, oh boy. Um, oh, I didn't mean to put you on the spot.
1: No, no, no. I, you didn't put me on the spot. I just, I could have had a package ready instead of going around <laughs> sifting through all the stuff in my room here. Cause I do have, they are here. Right. Um, and, uh, they're in a, they're only 499 or 495.
0: Okay. And they're you know, the, um, narrow it down a little bit.
1: Yeah. And they were, I, I got the,
0: um, the nine gauge to the, uh, I think it was nine to 52. Okay. So, oh, well, that's, I I do need, uh, I I know I have a couple sets of strings. Uh, I probably should. It's been a while. I probably should do, uh, some string changes. Uh, and, and I do have to, you know what? Uh, I had a coupon for a guitar box. Right. And it was like a $20 coupon and it expired, I think, September 3rd. So I know this is in the past. Right. And so I was like, Oh, uh, I'm going to use this to pick up a new guitar or do this or do that and I just got so busy that all of a sudden it was the third of September. It was after business hours and I look at this twenty dollar coupon that just went to nothing. Yep, that's how they do it. I know. I wish they wouldn't put that that restriction on it. I, I get why they do
1: it. Yeah, I wish they wouldn't do that either. But they have to and that's you know, that's the same thing as is what I hate about guitar box and this totally peeves me is let's say you got a twenty you, you got a you got a twenty dollar gift uh let's say a coupon. Right. Or let's say let's say forty dollars. Let's make it realistic. And all of a sudden you see something you want it's a hundred bucks. And then you say then they have like, oh financing is like like uh six months. No, no, I'm sorry, not six months, a year. Okay. okay. But if you use the if you use the coupon, you only get six months.
0: A what? Well, yes, that doesn't make any sense at all. How? What does the financing term have to do? Whether you do or do not use a coupon,
1: right, it's just the way it works. Because all right, to give you an example, let's say let's do something that's more realistic. Okay, let's say I got a hundred dollars worth of these bucks, these uh, um, guitar box bucks. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay,
0: yeah, and then and I then mean I if say, you know, you know.
1: Oh, okay. And then I I look and I see oh. Hey, that's a nice guitar, but it's, it's, it's 800 bucks. Okay. Right. Well, and it's got terms are 48 months on it and it's like maybe $17, maybe, maybe $15 a month, which is okay. really pretty cheap. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I mean,
0: cause it is financed, same as cash. Yes. So,
1: yes. Yeah. So, but when you hand one of these over, mm-hmm. you know, one of the coupons of the- over coupons to yep. the, to them the financing automatically goes to six months.
0: That is so weird.
1: So yes, that's a, that's a rule. And I didn't know it until I guess about a year ago, I found that out. And it was like, I'm like, wait a second here. How come I only have six months financing? And then I call and, oh, you used a store, used a, a coupon. I'm like, but that's a, was supposed to be the same as cash. And they're like, yeah, we know we've been arguing this for a long time. So mm,
0: yeah. Yeah i didn't i mean to get off topic i just that was something that was new to me that i just remembered i was like because I, I get these coupons and uh they always come at the worst time yep and then they have the expiration of 60 days or whatever it's like i'm you can't trap me like Kohl's and they're cash because that's right. a trap yeah, I mean this
1: one expires next month that I have for twenty dollars right here. Yeah,
0: you better get to get to using that thing,
1: right? i I, you know what? I'm just gonna buy more strings. That's all I do with yeah, them. I know.
0: I mean, well, and you know, I don't because I mean you're farther away from Guitar Box than I am, not by much, but you are. Uh, but I'm never well, you you're barely you're well, you are more in that area more than I am. But I hate driving all the way across town just to go to that store where I would say probably about 40 to 50% of the time, I don't even get acknowledged when I'm in there. Really? Yeah. I I mean, I have to like, I have to walk up to somebody and be like, excuse me, I am a customer with money in my pocket. Mm -hmm. And 40 or 50% to 60% of the time, they'll be like, oh, how can I help you? The other 40% right. of the time, they'll be like, I, yeah, let me see if I can find somebody for you. And then they disappear.
1: You know, what's really amazing is I walk in there. They know me by my first name.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's amazing. That's probably a bad thing.
1: <laughs> no, it is. It really, I mean, I know them by their first name. They know me. And I walk, I walk in and they're like, Hey, how's it going, Rick? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, they, I mean, the normal thing is, hey, you know, good morning or something like that. Right. And I said, no, it's it's just morning.
0: When when you've visited there enough, I I totally get it.
1: Well, well did, oh. it's not that it's not that I visit there a lot. I mean, I yes, I do, but I I argue with them a lot
0: too. Oh sure, yeah, and, I've been there with you when when I've and I've seen you argue, and and I'm just sitting there in the background like e- enough yeah. already. Let's go, you know.
1: This guy I know, a uh, friend of mine. He's uh, he wants to learn how to play the bass guitar, and yeah, we went over there, and and it was like he's like, "Holy crap, you chewed them down quite a bit on this stuff," you know. Mm-hmm. And I said, "I said, yeah, I said, I just have a knack to do that," you know.
0: It's, it's what I do.
1: Yep. But anyhow, let's uh, let's we're off topic. Yeah. No. I, the, the, yeah. No. It,
0: and that's fine. We can. You know, we always kind of start the show off with a little bit of uh, chatter. I, uh, actually, uh, have 56 days and 21 hours until I'm officially allowed to purchase a new guitar. And, uh, so I started looking and I found the one, or at least I thought I found the one, uh, really? because, uh, I, I looked at the serial number cause I was like, Oh, just looking at it. I was like, Ooh, that's this month of 2023, this specific month and then i went to the company website and just verified and it's like no it's actually a couple months prior so maybe if i wait 60 more days the right serial number will come on the shelf ah. but uh, yeah so anyway uh, mm-hmm. this episode is going to be another wheel of musicians ah, man i'm sorry amanda i wish you were here because you 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 just love these so much and i wanted you to experience <laughs> The very first one that you didn't have to do any research for. Guess you'll just have to uh, listen.
1: You know what? Um, got a got a question. Okay. Can I on the next wheel of musicians? Can I change one? Sure, I go for it. Yeah, I, I want to. You know who I want to? There are wanna, no rules. Right. I mean, uh, yeah, we make them up as we go. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> yeah. Who do you want to change it out?
0: Or who do you yeah, want? I, to think, go? I, I think. I think I want to put Buckethead on there. Oh, nice. I like that. Who? Okay. Hold on. I'm going to take a quick little break here as I pull up our list of names. Okay. Wheel of names. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to throw bucket on there.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've been listening to his stuff a little bit and, uh, I, I really like the way he does the, uh, like, I, I think I was, um, uh, I'm trying to think of a song that he was, that I'd listened to. And, uh,
0: uh, something sleuth
1: sleuth something or
0: I would have to look i I've, I've caught a couple bits and pieces on YouTube but I really haven't checked them out yeah
1: and um, he does like he does like he plays peggios in the beginning and then he turns around and he does he does these uh, he goes into like this metal riff and he does um uh, well it's um it's basically legato. And it's really not, I like the way he does it. I just like the way he his approaches to it. And uh, I really, I just sort of got into his music a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, no problem. We'll throw him on the uh, Wheel of Musicians and we can either replace him or uh, the Wheel of Musicians is technically getting a little light right now. Um, right. So we, we'll add him on there and we'll figure out if we're just going to use him as a replacement or just a straight add. See how this right. goes. Easy enough. But this Wheel of Musicians, as promised, folks, Dave Grohl. Yep. That's my choice. Now, what I wanted to do first was kind of like talk about why I put Dave Grohl on the Wheel of Musicians. Okay, go ahead. Complete honesty. I'm not a huge fan of the Foo Fighters, which is Dave Grohl's band. I know they're huge. They sell out venues. He's really good. But their style of music is just not something that I I listen to on a normal uh, basis. Okay, um, I really did like Nirvana back in the day because, as everybody knows, Dave Grohl was also the drummer for Nirvana. But Nirvana is actually because now they play it. This is weird. They actually play Nirvana on the oldies channel now. Really? Yeah. So like, that's weird for me because I remember when I first started kind of tuning into our local oldies stations. It was still a lot of like, uh, 60s, 50s, 60s, maybe a little bit of 70s. Now they're getting into the nineties. Well, you know, uh, so that tells me one thing,
1: you're getting old.
0: (laughs) That is pure truth. I mean, think,
1: think about it. I mean, what I, what I always got a kick out of is I was listening to a lot of rock and roll and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden one day the people, you know, the, the groups that I was listening to, they became
0: classic rock (laughs) right yeah your your rock growing up was my classic rock growing up for sure um yeah yeah, so anyway uh i i used to listen to nirvana uh when i was uh in high school uh but now when i hear it i'm just like yeah next it's just too i mean i still kind i I still don't know any of the words to any of the songs i just hum along which is what i think 90 percent of the people who listen to nirvana ever did uh but I surf a lot of YouTube and uh, Dave Grohl actually is in a lot of content on YouTube. And so I'm constantly, as I'm surfing uh, musicians or music or whatever, because YouTube remembers what I've previously searched, they'll recommend stuff. And like I said, every once in a while, uh, Dave Grohl comes across the board and it doesn't really matter. matter. Um, what he's doing, whether it's like a piece of a concert or if it's a, uh meeting a fan on the street or a clip from a show he did, this guy just seems really down to earth, super humble. And he's a super talented guy. Okay. Uh, you know, cause he started out, I guess we can just go ahead and move on to kind of his early life. And, uh, I kind of paraphrase a lot of stuff, but Grohl was born, Dave Grohl was born in, uh, 1969. So, uh, what was that? It's like 54 today, I think.
1: Mm, yes. Yeah, January like of
0: 69. Um, yeah, 50. yeah but anyway, January of 69. Now this is where the comedy comes in. Uh, only months before Brian Adams got his real first six string. Uh, he was born in Ohio. <laughs> Uh somewhere between birth and 1976 the family moved from uh or moved from Ohio to Virginia uh where his parents ultimately divorced when he was 7 years old and from that moment on he was officially a mama's boy. Uh he was 12 years old when he began learning and playing the guitar. Cool. In high school he played for several local bands. Uh, most noted was a band called Freak Baby. Never heard of it. I assume it's local. No record deals, anything like that. Yeah, probably not. Not at that age. Right. Yeah. Uh, so he was the guitarist, and you know he started at that time to kind of teach himself how to play drums. Um, eventually, the band fired the bass player. Now this, the bass player, uh, being gone it seems to be a common theme in Dave Grohl's life. Everything happens at uh, the exit of the bass player in one way, shape, or form. It's kind of funny. Uh, okay. Uh, so when the when the uh, band fired the bass player, he switched to playing the drums for the band, uh, and then they renamed themselves to Mission Impossible at the exact same time. Uh, but then after that band broke up, Grohl joined uh, a band called Dane Bramage. I think it's supposed to be brain damage, but they mixed the letters up to do a play with words or something. Yeah. Uh, And so that was in 1985, which uh, that only lasted two years because Grohl, who obviously the talent that he is quit without warning to join a band called Scream. And we're going to talk about the band called Scream here in just a second. But when I went through this and just kind of looking at the early life, I came up with questions like why do we always start with the early years and the birth when we're doing some research, right? Because we want to know how, where, where, where was he born? What he or she born? Uh, how are they raised? Right. What were, were their influences? How, what got that person to where they are? Right. Sure. So what do you think? Do you think his parents were musicians? Uh, no, no, you're absolutely right. No. Uh, his mother was a teacher and his father was a news writer. So, there you go. So I, I I couldn't find anywhere. And again, I didn't do super deep research, but I did research. And I couldn't find anywhere uh, that it, it's, it's like it's like he's 12 years old and he's just like, eh, I'm going to pick up a guitar and I'm going to figure this out. Yeah, that's, that's what I did. Well, right. Uh, you know, we've had this conversation before where there was a period of time where if you wanted to do something, you had to identify the opportunity and seize the opportunity and figure it out. Yep. And you had to, you had to like work for it. It's not like today, which is what I do, jump on the interwebs and try to find somebody to show me how to do it incorrectly. Yes. He had to learn how to do it incorrectly by listening. Yep. Uh, same with you. I I, I just think yep. that that's, it's, it just makes me chuckle when I think of it like.
1: It was a lot harder back uh, when I was doing that stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, same I, with same with him. Yeah, it was, I was a lot harder. You know, I mean, I had to actually slow the record down, or actually the <laughs> LP.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, I, I. You have to do that, and and you have the ability. It, I mean, you can with MP3s and and music. Almost every audio player gives you the ability to slow it down.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, but the, but, but, the thing is, is that when you slow it down, you got to be careful because it can change the pitch.
0: Oh, sure. Sure. So, but when you're trying to, you know, like at least, I don't know, for me, when I'm thinking about it, try to find the rhythm or the pattern or something, you know, I, there's got to be a benefit to it somewhere. Oh yeah, there is. Uh, so some of his noted early, uh, musical influences were, uh, David Bowie. Um, I don't even know how to pronounce this. Sooksy and the Banshees? I don't know. S-I-O-U-X-E and the Banshees. Never heard of them. Uh, I'm going to look it up, though, I promise. Uh, Naked Rayon. That that doesn't sound like a good name. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like at one point in time, there were some really interesting band names, um, including uh, Bad Brains. Rush is good. I know Rush. (laughs) Okay. And John Bonham, you know. Yes, John? you don't know who he is. I feel like I should, but I don't. You, you should. You don't. Uh,
1: let me. Uh, it's a, a famous band, and the uh, guitarist was
0: Jimmy Page. Okay, and, uh, I know he was Jimmy the, Page. Why it, am I drawing a blank on the, like now? I feel like a complete. Like, why am I doing this, folks? They're, I don't even know. It's uh, Led Zeppelin. Wow. Yes. He's yeah. a
1: very, very influ- influential drummer.
0: Oh, that's why he's the drummer. That, so yes. that was the other thing that I was going to mention is that for the longest time, and maybe it's because I'm not a, I'm just becoming a follower of music and paying attention. Yeah. But it's like every band you ever know, the only two people in the band you may or may not know are the lead singer, and the guitarist like nobody really pays attention to the bassist or the drummer. Right. But then thinking about that, I'm like, well, shoot, everybody knows all the members of the Beatles. Yes. Everybody knows all the members of Metallica. And when I thought about it, I'm like, holy crap, I actually knew all the members at the time of Nirvana. Mm Mm-hmm. And so they're one of the very, very few bands that were, I guess, to me, relevant enough to know who every single person in the band was. Yeah. But also, and I don't want, we're going to talk about Nirvana here in a little bit, uh, but they were a band that seemed like, I, I don't know, I, we'll get to it here in a second. Okay. So let's jump into where the career actually starts. Okay. Because, you know, everything before this this year, 1986, everything before that is just small town, no-name bands. You know, he's probably playing uh, high school sweet 16 parties and stuff like that. Who knows?
1: Yep, you don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, you, you got to start somewhere. Oh, I mean, you got to start small and make your way up to the big time.
0: Not everybody can just start on America's Got Talent. That is true. So have you ever heard of the band called Scream? No, I never did. Yeah, neither did I. Um, But they weren't around, but maybe four years. uh, From 1986 to 1990, I believe. Uh, So Dave actually uh, auditioned to be the band's drummer. Uh, But what's cool or interesting, I should say, is that he actually lied about his age when he auditioned. He was only 17 years old, but told the band that he was older. I, I probably because you had to be 18 to be able to roam freely and play wherever yeah. you wanted to play and so on. So well,
1: age, age limit for bars and stuff would be 18.
0: Yeah. At the time. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Grohl was actually quoted saying that he was anxious to see the world. So he did, uh, he quit school and toured the world, uh, in the, guess what? Guess why the band broke up? Let me guess. It was the, um, it was the drummer nope.
1: no it was it was the bassist yeah, the
0: yeah one thing. I told you this is
1: a theme like for whatever <laughs>
0: reason bassists are just unstable you should never trust them <laughs> okay it's tease, it's tease. uh so of uh, obviously the band broke up um and uh, then in 1990 uh comes nirvana now, i don't want to spend a whole lot of time on nirvana right Right, Because uh, that Nirvana could be an episode on its own and I don't even know if we want to cover it because I feel like Nirvana has been um, kind of that horse that's been beaten by everybody and anybody. So it is what it is. Okay. But basically what happened is after Scream broke up, Grohl actually looked to a friend for advice. Uh, and this friend, you may have heard of this name, I don't know. Uh, Buzz Osborne. Okay. Okay, so he was the guitarist for the Melvins. He sounds familiar. Okay, all right. Uh, so anyway, that's how Grohl found out through Buzz Osborne that Nirvana was looking for a drummer, and apparently it didn't take long for Nirvana to know that uh, Grohl was the right guy. Like, it just... It was like an instant click. It, it just fit. It was perfect. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so I've heard through different resources and through the grapevine that Kurt Cobain was like a super controlling person, uh, in regards to the creation of songs. Like he had a pattern to his songs. Like it's going to be short, sweet, simple, bop, bop, bop. Here's my hook done. Yeah. There's a lot of performers like that. But I've also heard that as that, the, that the four years of Nirvana progressed, that Kurt really opened up and allowed Dave to contribute more and more and more after realizing the talent that Dave actually has. Oh, yeah. Um, So Dave actually started recording his own material during the time of Nirvana and released a cassette called Pocket Watch in 1992 under the pseudonym Late. I feel like I've heard that before, Hmm. but I can't put a pin on it. So I'm going to have to look for a, a... Well, a MP3, because I'm not going to the cassette store. I don't know about you.
1: Yeah, cassettes have been out for a long time.
0: Uh, On April 8th, 1994, was the official end to Nirvana. We all know why. Uh, Mm -hmm. What's interesting is two decades later, on April 10th, 2014, Dave Grohl was inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a member of Nirvana. Okay. So that was pretty cool. I mean, I don't know why it took so long—20 years—but
1: yeah, there's a lot of reasons. I mean, could be almost anything. You know, I guess it's like it has to be a nomination, so you know, for his name to come up, you know.
0: Sure, sure, yeah. There, there's, there's a whole process. I, I've heard the rumor mill, uh, from other shows about you know how some people think it's the greatest thing in the world. Other people are like. Yeah, it's a rigged system. Like you know, whatever. Well, yeah. So anyway, um, from that point on, obviously, you know, Nirvana's no longer a band. Nothing's uh gonna. I mean, what are you gonna do? Nobody knows. It's up in the air. Dave did a brief stint with uh, Tom Petty as his drummer. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yep. Didn't, Good band. Didn't know that. Uh, and apparently, Tom Tom Petty actually asked Dave Grohl to be a, like a permanent drummer for the band and he turned it down. Okay. Uh, okay. It's, it's so you just came from Nirvana and now you have the opportunity to go tour and be part of Tom Petty. For me, I'm just thinking, and of course I'm not there. I don't have everything that's going on, but for me, it's like, ah, as you know, as the drummer, I'm just going to go from this band to this band, one, band who is nobody that we established. Now I'm going to go drum for a band who's already established.
1: Right. But um, it could have been something like uh, he just got back off of a road, road show and he just very tired and wiped out and just wanted some relaxation or maybe Tom Petty was going out on the road and he said, Hey, we're going to be done. We're going to be gone for six, seven months doing the show. And he didn't want to commit to that. I mean, yeah. it could be almost anything.
0: Well, it sounds like what Dave Grohl really wanted to do, wanted to do, was pursue a solo career. He wanted to uh-huh. do his own thing and be in, in control of his product, of, of, of yep. what he does. When, at, at the time of this episode, from what I can tell, looking at the discology and, and the different resources out there, including greatest hits albums and, and stuff like that uh, there's 15 albums out there and uh, again like at the top of the show i said i am not a big foo fighters fan i do recognize his big hits when they come on the radio mm-hmm. but dang they do it- 15 they- albums yeah quite a bit you know um, and he's, and of course he's done much more than just music, uh, on, on his own with, with Foo Fighters. He's, he's made, uh, he's contributed with many other artists along the way. He's been in several document or, uh, several documentaries, made a few cameos, my favorite one. And I actually do remember this one, uh, Bill, uh, and Ted's face the music. Uh, okay, I, I liked the Bill and Ted movies, they were kind of funny time travel movies, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that one was all about music, it was fun. Uh, and then, uh, so he actually did a horror film, uh, story, uh, com- I'm gonna say comedy too, uh, in 2022 called Studio 666. Uh, I have not mm-hmm. seen it yet, but I've seen previews for it. And it looks like the premise for this movie is the Foo Fighters need to cut an album. They need to find the right place. They find this old mansion. And then all of a sudden, as they're trying to create this product, it's a horror film. Like... <laughs> like really? I don't know. It looks... It looks silly. It looks funny. You know, I think they they probably do a lot of spoofing. Uh, but they... They do it as them, the band, trying to cut. And you've heard of other artists out there. I know you have uh, that, uh-huh. especially back in the day, uh, the classics, uh, that they would go and find old mansions and castles looking for the sound and the, the inspiration to create their, their next album. Yep, that's pretty common. Yeah, so take that idea and just imagine that you set up in a haunted house. Yep, so, you could.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, you could you could set up anywhere. I mean, it you know is always an interesting story to a lot of that stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, so, anyway, I have to check the movie out. Um, I, I did see it on one of the platforms. I don't remember, uh, and, and I will watch it because uh, I think it's it's funny. I just haven't had time yet with everything that we've had going on uh, over the past uh, few weeks you know, a really cool story about uh, Dave Grohl while he was touring. Yeah. And I believe this was 2015 uh, okay. in Sweden, if I remember correctly. Uh, he was playing a live show, fell off the stage, broke his leg. Like he got taken off stage, off center, off to the right or the left or whatever. He's temporarily out and he comes back. With a broken leg finishes the concert. Nice.
1: Dedication.
0: <laughs> That's dedication. Now, the rest of the European tour got canceled. And I don't know how many like actual concerts were left on that tour. But what Dave didn't want to do is cancel anything for the upcoming US tour. So he uh-huh. had this custom throne, like elevated throne, like this big chair that looks like a like, I don't know kind of like, I don't want to say Lord of the rings. I'm trying to think of the other, um, the game of thrones meets blue man group. And that's just from the picture. I vaguely remember in my head, it was just this huge throne and he built it so that he could put it on stage and still play with the cast, uh, and brace and everything on his leg. Cause it's broken. Yeah. And so this ended up becoming the broken leg tour.
1: that's actually funny i mean it's not funny that that he broke his leg but but you know
0: but the just the the pure like i I got a broken leg like so many people i know would be like i'm not going anywhere i'm not doing anything just go ahead and cancel anything we're not doing anything for two years no not dave dave's like no we're doing this man well, they
1: usually pull in a substitute drummer or something like that, you know. Well,
0: no, but for the Foo Fighters, he's the lead singer and guitarist.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, yeah, they would, yeah, the singer would be a problem. But the thing is, is that I guess you could sing with a broken
0: leg. Right. But to be able to jump or move around stage and carry a guitar and everything like that, like it's, it's now you're never going to be able to do that. So he came up with this idea to create this throne. That's elevated. It right. that sits up high on the stage and he's just surrounded by all of his guitars and everything. So you can just sit there and pick this up and play. And uh, it's on right. YouTube. You have to check it out. Um, I don't remember what it's called, but just, I don't know, YouTube, Dave Grohl, Broken Leg. Like there's All right, I'll, I'll it. check it out. Check it out. So what's cool though, is that this chair, he never got rid of. Never, really? never destroyed it. Never got put it in his garage or something. I don't know where rich musicians store their stuff. Uh, But in 2016, apparently Axl Rose uh, broke his foot. So he sent that throne to Axl Rose so that he could put it on his stage so that he could continue to tour.
1: There you go. And
0: then again, uh, a couple years later, I think, uh, Darren Wall got shot in the leg. And so he sent, th- so basically if you're a musician and you have a foot or leg injury, hit up Dave. He's got a chair for you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know? I wonder if
1: he, I wonder if he charges sh- uh, shipping and handling with that. <laughs> I don't
0: know, but that's a, <laughs> that's a great business venture. It's just to yeah. create thrones for artists yeah. with injuries.
1: Yeah. So I was going to say he must've been on some really good drugs too.
0: Uh, yeah, I have no idea. I'm sure. I mean, I, I've never had a broken leg. I hope I never do. Uh, but I would imagine that you're, you're on something good.
1: Yes. It's very painful. Um,
0: so uh, I didn't put it in the show notes as I'm kind of going through this, but, uh, it, well, this piece I did, uh, in 2021, uh, girl released a book entitled the storyteller tales of life and music. Um, now, I actually own this book, the digital copy on my Kindle. Uh, no, 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 no. I apologize. I take that back. I made the mistake of purchasing the audiobook, which is oh. good because Dave Grohl is the actual narrator of his book. So you get to listen to Dave read the book to you. Nice. My problem with audiobooks is that I tend to listen to them as I'm going to sleep.
1: Yep, so I so you kn- forget.
0: Yep. So I, I never get through the whole book. I listen to a little bit and I fall asleep. And the next thing I know, I'm, I wake up, I'm 32 chapters in. I'm like, what, what happened? <laughs> uh, and you don't remember a thing. And I don't remember a thing. Um, but I do wow. love listening to it. I, I do listen to, I haven't, not for a little bit. I need to get back to it, but I think I'm going to pick up the, uh, the Kindle version so that I can actually read it um, I just got done reading another book and I'll talk about that book here in just a second as a follow-up, but I didn't realize it, in, in all sincerity, get the book. Even if you don't like the music, get the book. It's, it's a good book. Okay. Um, I, I really enjoy I, what I've heard of it. I really enjoy it and I can't wait to actually finish it. But I didn't hear about this book until after I watched a a YouTube video of his appearance on a TV show called Hot Ones. Have you ever heard of this, Hot Ones? Nope, never heard of it. Okay. So, I don't know if this ever actually aired on TV or not. uh, But it definitely is online. And I don't remember who the host is. But basically, the host brings in celebrities. And... He does an interview over the course of, I think like eight hot sauces. So basically you start off with a mild hot sauce and you know, you eat a wing, you know, and he asks you questions and throughout the interview, you just keep the, the wing sauce just keeps getting hotter and hotter and hotter. Nice. It's, it's kind of a, it's so corny. It works so well, but Dave Grohl was on that and he handled it like a champ. And at the end, he's like, I got to be honest with you. I got most of these hot sauces in my kitchen. <laughs> now, I don't know if that's true or not, but that was the, that was the golden answer. Like, yeah, I yep. don't, yeah this doesn't faze me. I got all these sauces in my kitchen. I'm used to it. I can take the heat. <laughs>
1: that's good. Yeah. That's good. Really good.
0: That's, that's a, that was a good one. I mean, I, I catch the, the hot ones every once in a while, but that's how I got, uh, informed, uh, of his book uh, the storyteller tales of music or I'm sorry, tales of life and music. Um, but I, I'm going to get that audiobook, Like I said, because I just got done reading, uh, and I don't have my Kindle in here with me, but it's the, uh, art, what is it? The war of art. What's the name of it again? The war of art.
1: Okay. The war of art.
0: Yeah. So a lot of people, when you're sitting there thinking about, um, when you, when you, when you hear that title, you think the art of war instantly, right? Uh, right. this is actually the war of art by Steven Pressfield and Sean coin con I I'm, I'm going to butcher the name. They'll never listen to this. So it's okay. So okay. basically it's very, very short, sweet, simple chapters. And it's kind of in my, in my personal preference, it's one of those things where you just always have the book on your desk. And before you sit down to do something, you just randomly open it up to a chapter, read that chapter, never takes more than five minutes to read that chapter and then move on. And it's about how the things that we do in life is an art, whether it's being a musician or a painter or a writer or or a plumber, what we do is an art. Yep, I agree. And the biggest thing, thing that prevents us from getting to where we are supposed to be is resistance. Really? Like, like for instance, when you're like, man, I really need to get this script for this show done, but you sit on the chair and scroll through Instagram videos for an hour. That's resistance.
1: I got a different name for it. Okay. Distraction.
0: Yeah. Same thing. Distraction, resistance, procrastination,
1: but yeah, well, it's, yeah.
0: it's, it's really all the same thing. It's, it's something that's preventing you from moving forward. I thought it was a great book. Um, I have it on the Kindle edition. I think I'm going to actually buy that one paperback so I can actually yeah. put it on my desk.
1: You going to send me the link for that. I'd like to like to read it.
0: Yeah. I'll, uh, what the heck? Uh, we're not making any money at this, so we'll just put the link in the show notes. There you go. So anyway, uh, that's, uh, that's my little back history research and uh, deal on Dave Grohl of Foo Fighters. Like I said, super talented guy. Like he can play everything in anything. Yep,
1: there's a lot of people like that. I mean, well, I shouldn't say a lot, but there, there. If you if you look at certain bands and artists, I mean, you can tell which ones have talent and which ones don't. You know, you can. The band breaks <laughs> up, and yeah, you know, I don't you,
0: have talent. You do.
1: <laughs> no, that's not true. Everybody has talent. Yeah, it's just how you use it and what how you put your foot forward to use that talent.
0: Yeah, I was uh, like, kind of, I said at the beginning of the show. Uh, for the last week, I've been away from home, and I, I thought about it for for a hot second. I thought about uh, throwing a guitar in a case and taking it with me, and I was just like, eh. I, for a week, I'm only going to be gone for a week. I don't want to mess with TSA. I don't want to get anything damaged. Blah blah blah. blah. And I came home, uh, and, uh, yesterday and I picked up a guitar and it was like day one all over again. So it's like, ah, it's going to take me a couple of days to get back to like remembering everything.
1: (laughs) Hey, it happens to the best of us. I mean, yeah, my when I, when I play a lot, my fingers are very, uh, what do they call it? Nimble, I guess. And, uh, like. I haven't played like probably for two days and I can actually feel my fingers getting stiff, you know, the muscles in my fingers.
0: Yeah. It's really interesting when you take a a pause, there's some things like, I feel like whatever I was working on or practicing right before that pause, when I come back, I feel like I slightly improved somehow because I took a break from doing that. But then the things that I thought that I was like, I got this in a bag. There's no way I'm ever going to forget that. All of a sudden it's like, what, where was it? What? Now I got to look up the tab. I got to listen to it again. It's so weird.
1: Yeah. That's why I, re- I use my recorder. Uh, I use my uh, one of many recorders that I have and I record different things and, you know, and then all of a sudden I like two days or three days later, I'm like, I forgot. Or, um, what was that thing I did in the beginning of the week? You know? So I listen to it and I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Now I got it and play and then continue on with it.
0: Yeah, so. well, uh, the the little jingle for uh, about music news uh, that was my stroke of Van Gogh because it happened once and I can't figure it out again. <laughs> That's why you got to write everything down.
1: Uh, I mean,
0: no, I I do know ex- I know how I did it. I just can't get it to sound the same again. So there was something that I did. I don't know. I mean, I did a
1: I did a thing a long time ago. And I, uh, I kicked myself today and it was, uh, I was working on, um, a Leslie West thing, Mississippi Queen. And I had everything just perfect. I had the guitar dialed in. I had everything working just fine and I recorded it and it turned out really good. Mm-hmm. Then about a year later, I went to look for the recording. I couldn't find it. Do you think I can find any notes on it? Nope. Can't figure out how I set it up, how I got that tone or what, you know, all I know is what, which guitar I played. I was, <laughs> I was, you know, it's, it's, it's like back to the drawing board again. You yeah. Know? It's like, wow. So I learned from,
0: from, I was stuff. going to, um uh, make a comment at the beginning of the show, you know, cause, uh, the wife and I, we went out and we had, uh, Mexican for dinner and I, I there's two Spanish songs that I know a little bit of. Or at least I thought I did because I sat down. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna play it on the episode, and and I, I'm like, I might as well have been slapping two cans of tomato soup together. It was that bad, and so I'm like, <laughs> scrap that idea.
1: Yeah, it's a, uh, it's I totally get it. There's a lot of times, I, and I've gotten better at writing down stuff. I got better. At, I've gotten better at recording. Um, I even try to keep. Um, I take pictures of everything you know, on my camera, you know, like my setup here, my audio setup, uh, all these controls I got here and stuff like that. I got it all pictures of it all. So I know if I change anything or something changes, I got a picture of it.
0: I've been doing that a little bit too, except I'm doing video. So when, when I'm playing, I'm always doing video. So this way I can actually look at, Oh, what is, what am I doing there? What, you know, uh, the downside to that is. You end up with hours and hours and hours of video footage. Yep, and it eats up storage space so quick.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I know. I've. Uh, I'd like to get into the video stuff too, but um, I just don't have the room for it or the hard drive
0: space. Yeah. Well, I need. Oh, I got. I got that Raspberry Pi. Oh yeah, you told me. Yeah, I got to figure out because I was what I wanted to do, what I thought I wanted to do was to do a local attached storage solution, but I can't find one out there for it. Uh, There are. Yeah. I got to find one because I want to be able to uh, have a large amount of external storage directly connected to my computer without the hard drives going to sleep. Right. This isn't even music anymore unless you're looking to store all your files.
1: Yeah. We're trying to change the subject <laughs> here. Let's get back on yeah. track again.
0: Well, no, that's really, uh, all I got. I, I did enjoy, uh, doing the research on Dave Grohl. I think he's, he's just a super cool guy. Uh, he's one of those artists that, uh, I think you could walk into, uh, you know, or bump into walking down the street and, uh, he would spend five minutes and probably make you laugh as long as you have a, a well, any type of sense of humor, you know? Yep. Um, so that's really cool. I appreciate those people. I always like talking to those people who, um, you know, they, and this is actually something that they talk about in that book. Uh, the, the war of art is how the, the true artist is two different people and they can separate those two people because this musician is out here, you know, that they're, they're, they're performing, they're doing their thing. They're, this is what allows them to be the extrovert or what, however you say that word. And then when, when you get off stage, now this person is, is just normal old Dave, normal old Tim, whoever that is. Right. And you know, they're just down to earth. So I I just think that that's really, it's, it's kind of neat. And I like people like that. So I'm glad that we got to, uh, do this episode on Dave. I will totally tag him uh, on Instagram. And I, I totally don't expect, uh, him to give any love back. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> he can always try. Yeah. Yeah. You can always try. Uh, but the, the feedback we have been getting from these, uh, wheel of musician episodes where we tag artists and they're like, Oh, Hey, cool. Thanks for the shout out. Uh, it's been really good. It's, uh, yes. it, it makes it, uh, fun to do these episodes. Yep. That is true. Yep. Uh, so I'm not sure what the next episode is going to be. Uh, we do right. have a special guest that we're working to get into the studio uh to interview. Uh, we just gotta work out the details, but I'm not a hundred percent sure we're gonna be able to make it happen with the condensed time schedule to get us back on track releasing on Thursdays. So, but it, right. it's it's gonna happen. I promise it will. Uh, it just might not be next week. So I don't really know what next week is going to be at this point in time, but hopefully yep. well, uh, Amanda is available and uh, hopefully I remember to show up at the correct time.
1: <laughs> that always helps. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. So yeah, her not being here today, totally my fault. Sorry, everybody, because I know that she's the one that always has the good outros. Uh, so yes. uh, I got nothing other than email us uh, pandemic guitar at iCloud.com Instagram, at Pandemic Guitar. Those are the two ways to get a hold of us. Uh, listen, like, subscribe, share, whatever kind of doohickey thingy on whatever platform. Ugh. Get the word out. Yeah, get the word out. Uh, yeah, and that's it. I think I think that's it. You got anything?
1: No, nothing. Uh,
0: nothing really. All right. Nothing,
1: you know. I mean, I think what I just... The strings were basically the only thing I had in the beginning, so. <laughs>
0: this has to be the <laughs> easiest episode for you. All I have to do is show up, listen, oh, make a few comments. Yeah, I know.
1: I know. We still have to do the 60-second uh, jingle there, too. I have, been, well,
0: I have been practicing that, and I'm not going to lie. I heard you play your little piece that you want to do or something kind of like it, and I keep falling back into that. Like, I like this better. I want to play the cool part.
1: <laughs> yeah. But you want to know something? Here's the thing is, is that, that musicians should always, any musician that's in a band should always compliment the other musician. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, so that's the way, that's the way things work. If you start, if you start doing the exact same thing as the other two guys or other, other people, uh, what happens is you muddy the water and it sounds very muddy sounding and, you know, you got to make it lively. You got to make it sound good. You got to make it, uh, you got, you got to create, that's the whole thing.
0: Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, the piece that you gave me is a rhythm piece. Uh, so, so trying to learn how to keep count or time or whatever you call it. Yep. But yeah. Time, time is everything. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Touche. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. We're already at about that time. And, um, I got to edit this thing and get it out in hours. Okay. <laughs> Well, we'll see everybody in less than two weeks because we're going to get back on schedule.
1: Yes. So I guess goodbye, everybody. Adios, amigos.